Thank you, Roz, very much. Morning, everybody. Our church has a little strap line. We know what that is. Very good, it's on the screen, so you couldn't get that wrong, could you? (laughs) Aiming to be like Jesus. Now, what was Jesus like? Where did he come from? Heaven, right? Who lives in heaven? God. And where did he come to? Earth. And who lives on earth? People, yes. And Jesus was this amazing person, God in human form. A person where God and human dwelt in perfect harmony. He joined heaven and earth together. And we are aiming to be like him. So he sends his spirit to the people. And sometimes we talk about the Holy Spirit being on us. But actually that's a mistake. Because doesn't, God doesn't send his spirit on us. He spends his spirit, sends his spirit in us. And what's more, other versions of this text in Romans we have says, God joins his spirit with our spirit. We become people in whom God lives in perfect harmony. Now, when something enters something else, one of three things can happen. I need a helper. Is there a helper? This is going to be dreadful. Are you going to get on to me now? Come and stand up here for me, Matthew. How lovely. Right, now, are you going to be all right? It's going to be all right. This is going to be dreadful. Hold the balloon for me. Now, because, because when something enters something else, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Matthew, for holding my balloon. <laughs> when something enters something else, sometimes it destroys it. But it doesn't always destroy it. Who wants to hold my bowl of stones? Come up here, Peter. This isn't half so bad. Stand up for me. Stand up there. Right, turn around this way. There we go. Hold my bowl of stones. No, hold the, hold the bowl. Hold the bowl. That's, that's it. And that hand. Hold it tight. Got it tight. You see, sometimes when something enters something, it might change the way it looks. Here is some sand going into my bowl of stones. Look at that. Now, though you can't see the stones, are they still there? And, what's more, you can separate out the mixture of things that there are. I need somebody to come and fish out a stone. Come on then, Samuel, before your brother drops this thing. Fish out a stone for me to sow that the mixture can be separated out. Have you got it? There we are. Show everybody the stone. Thank you very much. Right, do you want a Freddo for fishing out a stone? Well done. And a Freddo, thank you very much for holding my 
Oh, yeah, we can put that back in there. Thank you very much. Well done. So it can be a mixture of things that can be separated out again. Sometimes when something goes into something else, yellow water, blue water, what's going to happen? Thank you so much. Usually, you should never drink the green water. <laughs> but you can in this case. But you can't separate the green water. You can't separate it back into yellow and back into blue. It is changed completely, forever. Our Bible reading said, the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you may live in fear. Or another translation, does not make you a slave again to fear. When the spirit of God enters us, it drives out fear. No more fear. Now, there's a lot of things that make us afraid. We can be afraid of all sorts of things. People attacking us, driving too fast, buying this building. We can be lots of things afraid. But what did the great preacher yesterday say? Love is a powerful thing, he said. Love is a powerful thing. And what Jesus was saying, or what, sorry, what Paul is saying about the Spirit is that the Spirit of Jesus drives out the fear that makes us afraid of God. We're not slaves to God anymore. And when we stand before God, we will only know his love because his spirit has entered us. After the Manchester bombings, uh, a Muslim man went out into a Manchester high street and he put up a sign saying, I'm a Muslim. I trust you. Do you trust me enough to give me a hug? And he stood there with a blindfold and his arms open. And there were queues, queues of people in that Manchester High Street for a whole hour just giving him a hug. Muslim or not, love overcame the fear in that circumstance. And when we get to God, you don't have to be afraid that God will judge against you. God judges for you because he has joined his spirit with your spirit and driven out the fear of meeting with God. He's destroyed fear within us. Now, the second thing we know, because we've demonstrated it, is that something enters something else and it makes a mixture and that mixture can be separated out. And the last verse we had, verse 17, says... We share in his sufferings of Jesus in order that we may share in his glory. And sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that the suffering and the glory is the same thing. That if we're a Christian, somehow we've got to suffer. And only if we're suffering are we being glorious. But we make a mistake when we think like that. 
We may have to suffer, but the suffering is not the glory. We may have to go through the suffering to get to the glory. A woman has to go through the suffering of childbirth to get the glory of her child and live in the glory of motherhood. A child has to go through the suffering of exams in order to get to the glory of having passed them. A teacher has to go through the, glory, the suffering of teaching in order to receive the glory of having produced a child who's passed the exam. A motor mechanic has to go through the suffering of nuts and bolts that won't come undone and oil on their hands and grease in their hair in order to produce a car that's well-maintained and on the road and is a glory to his work. Jesus had to suffer the cross in order to know the glory of risen life. So in Christian life, we may have to suffer, but the suffering isn't the glory. But in the suffering we pass through, we enter into glory of having refined ourselves in the fire of God's love. But mostly, mostly these three verses are not about something being destroyed or something being mixed up that we pass through. It's about what he has made us and changed us into because Christians are a different kind of human being than anybody else on the face of the earth. God's spirit has entered and joined himself to our spirit. And so we are children of God. That's what it says from beginning to end in this passage. Children, you're a child of God. And then it says, by that spirit, we cry out to God, Abba, Father. Or, as the railway... Oh, I should have told you that. I was going to give you a, a Freddo for getting the right film. <laughs> railway children. Well done, Charles. <laughs> Last Freddo in my box. <laughs> daddy! My daddy! We cry out because we are not afraid and because we've entered into the glory. He's made us his children, and we cry out, Daddy, my Daddy, Abba, Father. But the passage goes on to say one other wonderful thing. If he has made you his children, you are also an heir. My children spend lots of time divvying up their inheritance, and they do it in our presence. I want this cabinet. I'm going to have that bunch of whatever it is. And we go, okay. And if we spend too much money, they don't like it. Because <laughs> it's their inheritance. Let me tell you, God has spent everything on you and also he has kept everything for you. Your inheritance is complete in Christ Jesus. 
and the Spirit of God entering in us that makes us his children guarantees it. You will not lose it. Pentecost is the day that changed everything, made us children and inheritors of all that he is going to give us. Praise him, for no one else is like our great God. Amen.